Baby, will you be my little boo thing? Number one thing, my her thing. I just wanna chill, watch some anime with you. I just wanna be where your loving is. You just wanna be where my buzzing is. Bring me to my senses if I wasn't there. Care enough to tell me when I'm fucking it up. show on bff.fm every monday from 4 to 6 p.m it's a show with loud and soft tunes and a bunch of really interesting guests and today in the studio i have with me local comedian and funny man connor marshall uh we're going to be talking about his comics uh recent animation of those comics and what it's kind of like being a comedian in San Francisco. So thanks for tuning in.
electric reverb, stereo, sci-fi, space echo, keyboard, Cadillac with a box Jaguar, atomic Wurlitzer Flash, a souped-up Casio.
I'm Kelsey Styles, and you're listening to Cool World on BFF.FM. Today, coming up, we have local San Francisco comedian, Connor Marshall, to talk about the comedy scene and some <laughs> interesting topics with him. So stay tuned and keep listening to Cool World on BFF.FM.
que tu bluffes, que tu montes Autour des diamants Quand tu racontes la nuit du dernier été Et des tout premiers amants Que tu n'as eu qu'en rêvant Dans tes classeurs de lycée tes rêves et tes secrets Tous ces mots que tu ne dis jamais Des mots d'amour et de tendresse Et de femme Que tu caches et qu'on condamne Que tu caches, petite Anna Que tu caches et qu'on condamne Que tu caches, petite Anna FM. I'm Kelsey Styles, and later on today, I have a very special guest, Connor Marshall. Uh, he's a local comedian. We're going to be dishing on some hot topics, <laughs> mostly about comedy, uh, maybe about dating in San Francisco. We'll see. Uh, but for now, more music. Calm, collected ingenuity like Da Vinci or Einstein. At school, we sing Horse Hotel featuring Palm Tree for the people of the world. 
holding hands, big hands, uh, white Mickey Mouse hands, chicken feet underneath hands, look up together at the top of that building, and I saw they were gilding that building, and they were gilding it at the top. And at the top, I could see seven to eight people just working away night and day. And they had the lights trained up, and they were changing color. And I thought, how much does that cost? How much does that cost? How much pleasure and joy is this going to bring? Down at the horse hotel, things are going, going pretty, pretty well. Horse got a lot to eat. Sun is warm and the grass is green. Down at the horse hotel, things are going, going pretty, pretty well. Horse got all they need. Sun is warm and the grass is green. Down at the horse hotel, time. Take your reins, don't change your life. Horse got all that's your time. Take your reins and the grass is green. Horse is running wild and free. Horse don't need no sugar from me. I'm gonna let this wild horse be. Horse don't need no sugar from me. This horse is running wild and free. Horse don't need no sugar from me. Horse got all this wild horse is warming the grass and stream from me.
Listening to Cool World on BFF.FM. I'm Kelsey Styles, and if you're new to this program, it's a new show every Monday, 4 to 6 p.m. A lot of music <laughs> and a lot of really interesting guests. Uh, in a few moments, I'm gonna have Connor Marshall on. He's a local comedian. We're gonna be talking shop. <laughs> Even though I don't do comedy, I don't know why I'm saying that, but we're gonna be we're gonna be chatting up a storm. Um, and later in the month, I'm gonna have Jess Koala, a local tattoo artist at Castro Tattoo. I'm gonna have some people from Oregon House talking about sexual health and navigating your first play party and consent. 
and then my friend Joanna is going to come on and we're just we're just going to talk about reality TV. So, uh, yeah, this is Cool World on BFF.FM.
yourself that they're not really gone. Time has proven that fooling yourself into believing the lie is the most effective way to deal with things you have no control over. Keep listening to the mixtapes they made you. Overanalyze every single word you hear. Was this a sign that things were going wrong? No, no. You were the one who cared too hard, not them. Stay up every single night staring at your phone, either attempting to gather up the courage to turn these demons, these constant reminders of your loneliness into nothing more than a bad dream, or praying just for one second you could feel the warmth of equally returned love. Go out for coffee four times a week by yourself. Always bring your notebook, never stop writing. Leave little comics and thank you notes with your tip. Watch them smile as you get in your car. Talk down on yourself whenever possible. My life is shit because I deserve it, right? You must have done something really bad. It's nearly impossible for you to cry now. Avoid your friends for weeks, even though they're the only sense of consistency you have left in your life. If they really wanted to see you, they'd come, but they won't. Who cares? Allow yourself to lose interest in the things you love. Watch as you begin to take a backseat to the world around you. Don't fight it. Become a secondary character in your own motion picture. But most importantly, drown every single one of your feelings in old stolen rum. Learn to love the taste of it dripping down your throat. Find comfort in the warmth coming from your stomach. You're drinking bottled love now. You don't need other people to drive away your loneliness. You just needed to find a way to talk to it.
You're listening to Cool World on BFF.fm. I'm Kelsey Styles, and today my special guest is Connor Marshall, a local comedian in San Francisco. Connor, do you want to say hey? Hello, it's Connor. Hey. <laughs> Hi. Connor is very stoked to be here. I'm very stoked. Yeah, no, he's <laughs> he's done a few podcasts, uh-huh. but never any radio. So. I know. It's my first time. Yeah. It feels so good. <laughs> uh, Connor also just turned 25. So young. Five years old. Yeah. I did Sunday. Sunday. Mm-hmm. Happy you, birthday. Thank you. You're at my birthday party. I was. I was with you at midnight. Oh, was I there at midnight? You were there at midnight. Oh. Wow, well, I, I feel special now. This is a very special <laughs> moment that I shared with you that you didn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that happens a lot when you drink. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so do you want to jump into this? D- yeah, let's, okay. let's do yeah. this thing. We're doing it. I'm okay, ready. we're live. Uh, so yeah, just tell me, tell the folks out there listening, <laughs> sorry, about your start in comedy. <laughs> My start in comedy? <laughs> Well, uh, I was 17, and a teacher made me perform in front of the high school. Whoa. And, and yeah, I was like in front of like 400 people. It was like teachers, like kids and parents and stuff. It was like, a, it was a man pageant. I didn't want to say it, but it was a man pageant. Okay, I was going to ask, did like a teacher just like notice that you were the class clown? And was like, He hey, knew Connor. I was funny. I was never the class clown. The class oh. clown was never funny to me. He was always an asshole. Like the kid who put his dick in people's ears. I was like, that guy's sucks he's like you're gay it's like oh really he's you put your dick in someone's ear and he's i was quiet really okay and then you got selected yeah a teacher knew that i was good at speaking in front of the class he knew that every time i went in front of the class and read it just kids would laugh and they'd, they'd watch would you consider yourself a handsome teenager at the time? At the time, I was really weird. Okay. <laughs> I, don't, I think I was a very awkward teenager. I would, uh, I made a lot of t-shirts with words on them. <laughs> it was a lot of whole custom-made t-shirts. Um, Wait, were you suspenders. doing like the uh, the sharpie technique? No, you, I would, like bleach I would, it. No, I would iron on like words on t-shirts. Oh shit! Yeah, and I would wear those pretty much every day. Suspenders and like Tom shoes. Oh, okay. The Toms is like an interesting mix-up in this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was senior year was a confusing time. I started smoking pot really heavily. Mm-hmm. Um, I was walking around with an imaginary friend at school. It was very. It was a strange time for me as a kid. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. You started, so so your big break. <laughs> yeah, my big, huge break. Your big break was this pageant. Yeah. And then <laughs> what What progressed from there? Uh, and then I, I like, kind of, I started to do stand-up. Mm-hmm. I was getting grounded for sneaking out to bars because I was 17. And so I couldn't do stand-up. And then I just kind of moved out of my house. Oh, uh, yeah, and then I was staying in this warehouse of, like, this artist that was me and a bunch of other, like, fucked up kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but we lived in like a house full, like a warehouse full of. And this uh, was in Colorado. This was in Las Vegas. Oh yeah, this was in Vegas. Yeah, I, yeah, I Vegas. forgot. You're, you're a Vegas kid. I'm a Vegas kid. I was next to Wayne Noon in that big weird warehouse. I slept in a big, like bird cage, like a human sized bird cage, next to a bunch of like twelve foot playing cards. Wow. Uh, yeah, and then after that, I went to L.A. Mm-hmm. Lived in an acting academy's dormitory. Just kind of did stand up. I slept on the floor there. Hung out with actors mm-hmm. for like a year. Then Air Force, then Denver, 
<laughs> okay, wait, whoa, all record right. scratch. <laughs> okay, all right. Rewind. Yeah, I know the Air Force you gotta, was... You gotta talk about the Air Force a little bit. I was in there bit. for a month. I was in there for one month. Um, and I got kicked out of basic training. How'd you get kicked out of basic training? Were you I... not dealing with any shit from your sergeant? Well, I mean, it was... Like, I got there, and they were like, you don't belong here. And I was like, oh, I know. <laughs> it was very obvious from the get-go yeah. that I didn't take them seriously. Um, and they didn't like that. <laughs> they weren't fond of the funny. Of the funny? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got in trouble, and they, like, humiliated me in front of everyone. <laughs> Okay, so yeah. so you go from Vegas to LA mm-hmm. to the Air Force. Air Force, yeah. <laughs> and then to a, Colorado. Yeah. Uh, and then and, what? Well, in the Air Force, I should tell this. Uh, in the Air Force, they took my notebook. Like, I was walking around with a notebook that I'd mm-hmm. buy in every day. And uh, they ripped out a couple pages, and then all the kids, like, in your dorm or whatever, we all got together and... The guy who was like the camp counselor, or what? He's he's not a camp counselor. He's a murderer. <laughs> this guy's a sniper <laughs> for our country. He's a sniper for our country. <laughs> he murders people that our country hates. He's not just a murderer on the street. But he uh, read my pages in front of everyone, mm-hmm. and he didn't tell everyone who it was. And first sentence was Staff Sergeant Belcher. That was the name. Gave us all a speech that left grown men with red eyes and salty cheeks. And no, he didn't come on all of our faces. And I thought it was hilarious. Uh, it only got way worse from there. He did like 20 minutes of my material, and then like 30 minutes of his material on my material, which wasn't as good. Yeah. He wasn't at my timing. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, there's a couple lines that hit like really heavily, and I remember being him pretty much being like, "All right, fuck this guy. This guy doesn't belong." Um, and at one point he said, uh, "I remember this really vividly. We're all laying down on the ground." And he's, he was reading out loud. This is so intense. Yeah, it was fucked up. He, we're, he was reading in a, a line he read, which I don't think he meant to read, was, uh, the only money I have on me is dirty money because I keep it in my asshole. And, like, kids laughed in the back. Like, I heard laughter. I was like, holy shit, if I can get laughs in here, everything is, uh, like, comedy is going to be easy. Light bulb moment. Yeah, it was totally that. So the Air Force is why I, I mean. Damn. Yeah. And I moved to Denver. My sister went to medical school out there. Mm-hmm. And then what brought you to San Francisco? When I was in Denver, I lived in a place called Mouth House. Mm-hmm. It was like 17 punk kids. They ran shows two or three times a week. And I came out to San Francisco to visit like five years ago now. Um, yeah, because I had my 20th birthday here, I believe. And I visited a house that has a bunch of comedians. Sylvan House that I live in now. Um, it has like a, you know, 12, 13 comedians and... I saw it and was like, I have to live here. Oh my god, I am like blowing up Sylvan House whenever I talk about it. I'm always like, there's like 30 comedians <laughs> yeah. living together. There's 97 in this comics. Yeah. <laughs> it's one box next to the Toyota dealership. Yeah. Okay. All right. There's always a. There's usually anywhere from like 10 to 16 people in the house. Yeah, and uh, Sylvan House was featured on like a Vice special, right? Yeah, Viceland did a. Like a series based off, they based it off my house. They based it off Sylvan House. It was uh, just a series of comedy house shows throughout the country. Most of them were really bad. The one in my house was pretty good, but even then, no one in my house ran house shows, so it was still like a made-for-TV kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
dope. And for those of you just now tuning in, this is Cool World. I'm Kelsey Styles, and right now I'm talking to Connor Marshall, oh, yeah. <laughs> a local SF comedian, and we're talking comedy, we're talking SF, mm. we're talking the Air Force, wild. Um, so I wanted to ask you, uh, how does one write a good joke? Like, what what's the process for comedy? Because it's, I feel like it's different from music, it's different from, like, painting. Yeah. I think everyone else has a different... I think everyone has their own way of mm-hmm. doing it. When I was young, I would think about jokes. I would sit down and I would try to write a joke. And then I'd have a good joke. I would know how to structure it. Like, there's an ABC But at any point, or... did you think you were maybe, like, losing your mind? Like, I'm <laughs> like cracking today? these jokes? Like, right now? Like... <laughs> <laughs> like, all the time? Like, I'm cracking these jokes to myself. Like... Um, no, because I always had... When I was in high school, I had my brother... Okay. And I would just tell him all my jokes, and that was uh, every now and again I'd walk around by myself. And it's better when you have people around. That's why because all the comedians in the house is good because of the, we don't have to talk to ourselves when we run around. Yeah, uh, I think everyone's is different though. Now I start to I feel it first, and then I think about my feelings, and then I write from there. Okay. And how would you, for anyone that's unfamiliar with your work? who hasn't seen you yet live, how would you describe, like, your type of comedy? Um, my comedy is just stand-up, specifically. Yeah, but... My, all of my comedy. Wait, would you say it's, like, more so dark or dry or... Um, it used to just be acid and butts. It, that's all it used to be. Now I'm starting to... San Francisco's made me more just aware of being a person. Yeah. Right now, I'm, I'm 25, so it's... Connor it's, is now showering every day. I, every day. He informed me of this yeah, <laughs> before I, the show. Yeah, every day. Teeth brushed every day. Um, I have new clothes. All laundry is clean. Well, some yeah, of it's clean right now. I think you're now. wearing a new... Is this a new jumpsuit? This is a clean jumpsuit. Oh, it's clean. It's okay. a clean one. I don't know it if you've seen new. this. <laughs> yeah, it probably does look new um, because it's washed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, much more clean. It's, it's about growing up right now. A lot of my stand-up is about just... Because it's the hardest thing ever. Learning is the toughest thing that anyone has to do ever. Very true. And we constantly have to do it. Or else we die or whatever. <laughs> just fucking idiots if you don't. <laughs> okay, so I have another question mm-hmm. about the comedic process. Um, do you feel pressured at all to have the influence of politics in your work? This city has made me more politically aware. Mm-hmm. I think people want to hear it, um, and I. But I do think people here want to hear what they want to hear. Uh, here, yeah, I've started to. I don't like talking about Trump. He's made comedy terrible. Like people thought. I one hundred percent agree. Yeah, when you watch Colbert and stuff, and all those late night shows, and they're doing jokes about him, they're not. It's barely jokes. They're like, look at what he said, and people are like, oh my god, and then Colbert's but like, he's real. crazy, right? And everyone's like, yeah, he's crazy. They don't even have to write jokes anymore. He's just writing the jokes himself. Yeah. And there's so many people talking about it that it's annoying. And there's so many other problems in politics that, are, you know, you could figure something else out to talk about. Cool. So, but do you feel as, like, a comedian that you have to be kind of, like, a social, like, activist? I since think, you have a platform? I think in what I do, I feel the necessity to say something important. Or try. Or make an attempt to say something I think is... Um, a lot of people don't. A lot of people think you, sh- comedians think you, that 
they're just going for a show. They're coming for a distraction to get away from all the stuff. Yeah. But some comedians use it as a therapeutic thing where they're trying to make everyone okay with what's going on. And I think my brain's more like that. Awesome. And how much do you agree with the stereotype that, like, every comedian is just, like, depressed? <laughs> I mean, I feel like most of America slash across the world is depressed. But... Yeah, I think really good comedians, I think really smart people are sad most of the time. Yeah. And I think it's because they know what's going on. It's hard to know what's happening everywhere all the time and just walk around smiling like, yeah, I know the world's burning, but everything's cool. Like, I think people that smile all the time are crazy. I think they're psychopaths. I don't trust someone that smiles all the time. <laughs> Seriously. And I think a lot of comedians are pretty sad. And yeah. the comedy is a defense mechanism for all of them, pretty much. For sure. Was yours, like, did yours start as a... We're, we're about to get was, into, like, a therapy session. I was totally you wanted a therapist? Boy. I was totally sad. I didn't <laughs> belong anywhere in high school. I was a part mm-hmm. of no group. A lot of the groups liked me. I could hang out with a bunch of different people. But I was never, like, a cool kid or a jock or this or that. Um, but when I saw comedians, I was like, oh, I'm one of these people. Yeah, and so, like, we talked briefly uh, before the show about how... Um, like becoming a comedian has kind of evolved from being just this like I'm gonna be a comedian and like no one's ever gonna like see me like I'm not gonna become a celebrity like that's how I used to be like back in the day and it'd be like a once in a blue moon chance and now there's like comedy festivals popping up everywhere like it's becoming more of a thing to be involved in comedy what are your thoughts oh totally it's becoming more more comedians are becoming household names mm-hmm. comedy's blowing up and i'm wondering if it's gonna burst soon <laughs> there's just so much Ooh. of it that i think that what happened in like the 80s with there's just so much of it that it kind of got diluted yeah there's a lot of <laughs> a lot of cocaine and then people slept for a while uh I think it's good. I mean, it's awesome. I see how much money fucking people making over stand-up specials, and I'm like, hell yeah! <laughs> $20 million a Netflix Look special. Me. Uh... Yeah, it's like, holy crap, there's this kind of money in comedy. It's to know Larry David or Beavis and Butthead's worth a billion dollars. Wow, really? A billion dollars. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So it's nice as a young com- comedian who's, you know, it's pretty much broke most of the time. It's amazing to hear that there's this much comedy in it. There's much money in comedy. <laughs> well, speaking of more comedy, mm-hmm. uh, you not only do stand-up, you also write some comics. I do. And for an animated series that hopefully is going to pop off and turn into something. Fingers crossed. It started with street art, actually. I don't know if you knew that. But oh. I used to tag. I used to do graffiti and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to do it anymore because it's super illegal and really scary. You get paranoid that people are calling at me. Uh, so I wanted to figure out how to do it legally. Cool. And what's the name of your project? It's Dr. Fart. That's what it is. So I started as, like, quotes. I would take quotes from, like, old philosophers like Socrates and Aristotle and change what they said about love or hearts to butts or farts mm-hmm. and then just tag that around town. Yeah, uh, Connor was gracious enough to gift me with five copies of Dr. Fire. Uh, for anyone listening, is there a place where they can pick up a copy? Me. Just, you. Yeah, just find me. And where, and where can people find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram. I think that's going to be the most accessible place, uh, either at Dr. Fart Museum. That one's probably the most appropriate to follow and then figure out how you can get comic books or watch the cartoon or 
Yeah, because you just anyway. had a, a first-time screening in L.A., right? I got to show it in, at Channel 101 at the Independent Los Angeles. And that was awesome. That was, yeah, that was fun for me to sit in the theater and listen to people laugh around me. I got to fart. I got to show people like a 20-second fart. <laughs> and got to just watch people, you know, look at a screen of farting for 20 seconds. Which is interesting because I don't want to spoil it, but if mm. you read the comic, there's kind of a parallel to that. There's, wow. yeah, there's a thing. Yeah, there's definitely uh You kind of got to live out uh, a plot device. Yeah, 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 no, definitely. It was a dream come true. Honestly, I can't, there's nothing more to say. There's like, it was one of the coolest things that's happened to me as a person. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, for anyone that gets the chance to see Connor, you definitely should do it. Do you have any shows coming up? Um, I'm gonna try to think of the next one. I'm actually planning a house show with um, a gentleman named Fat Tony. He's a rapper. Fat Tony. Yeah. Uh, for probably the middle of August. That's gonna be a disclosed location. <laughs> um, right now, next one, big one's the next fun one that I can think of is at Milk Bar on the 17th. Awesome. Um, but yeah, I'm just working on a comic book right now. Cartoon. Cool. And do you have maybe any advice for anyone wanting to dive into the comedy scene? I'm sure you don't want the spotlight stolen from you, but just any tips, <laughs> tricks? <laughs> um, to start comedy, um, just go and do it. Like, there's so many young comedians that, like, I, when I meet kids that are like 18 or 19, ooh, or just starting comedy and like just do this thing there's no don't listen to anyone <laughs> like unless you respect them and you think they're really funny mm-hmm. and yeah don't listen to anyone who you don't want to be where they're at if you're excited where someone's at with their career listen to them but just go and do it you'll figure it out wise words from a wise freshly 25 year old man <laughs> um so coming up next is a little mini playlist that Connor curated himself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gonna be really fun. <laughs> Definitely not sad, like what I've been playing <laughs> no. for everyone. Yeah, so I liked sorry. it though. No, I needed the. It was good. Everyone needs an emotional Monday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a blue Monday. Uh, if you're just now tuning in, this is BFF.FM. I'm Kelsey Styles. You're listening to Cool World. I just had a great chat with Connor Marshall, local comedian in San Francisco. If you missed it, guess what? Every episode gets recorded oh. right after it's finished. So you can rewind. Uh-oh. going to listen to this for hours. I'm going to go home and listen Carol to our interview 15 it. times. <laughs> Um, so yeah, up next we've got Young Turks by <laughs> Rod Stewart. Young hearts be free tonight. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, thanks for listening and back to the music.
little too tall, could have used a few pounds. Tight pants, points, hollering now. She was a black hat beauty with big dark eyes. And points all her own, sitting way up high. Way up firm and high. Out past the cornfields where the woods got heavy. Out in the back seat of my 60 Chevy Working on mysteries without any clues Working on our night moves Trying to make some front page driving news Working on our night moves In the summertime Some high in the sky song We were just young and restless and bored Living by the sword And we'd steal away every chance we could To the back room, to the alley, or the trusty woods I used to have she used me, but neither one cared We were getting our share Working on our night moon Trying to lose an awkward teenage blues Working on a night And it's funny how the night moves When you just don't seem to have as much to lose Strange how the night moves With autumn closing in
Listening to Cool World on BFF.fm. I am Kelsey Styles, and in the studio I have with me local SF comedian Connor Marshall. Hello, hello. Now his mic is on. <laughs> hello, hello. <laughs> yeah, uh, we just had a good talk about the comedy scene mm-hmm. in SF. Yeah. Your background. Me. You. Um. So, I don't think we mentioned how we met. Do you? I don't think we did. <laughs> I, I'm pretty 100% sure we both know that we did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Connor and I met through, drumroll please, <laughs> Tinder. Whoa, Whoa surprise. Crazy, We're young on the internet. That weird. <laughs> yeah. So, we met on Tinder. We did. Um, you came to a comedy show. I think that was the first time you met. Well, I asked you if you wanted to do a date, and you're like, well... I'm doing a comedy show, so yeah. you can just meet me after that. And I was yeah. like, this is weird. So mm-hmm. I watched you do comedy yeah, before I even it? talked to you. Yeah, you did. Um, It was all right. I think yeah. it was like a really late show. It was a terrible show. Yeah. It was a midnight show <laughs> in a tenderloin. In the loin. Yeah. Yeah. And afterwards, I approached him, and he was super just like dead from like performing. Yeah. And I was really like jazzed to meet you. <laughs> yeah. I was very mad that the show sucked so much. I was felt bad that I had invited you. And you looked very excited. And I was incredibly confused. Yeah, you were kind of like oh, Why shit. are you so pumped? That was a terrible show. And you're like, I just saw it. Hey, I'm meeting you. <laughs> you were so nice and pleasant and Yeah. Mm-hmm. And here we are. We we're are here. we're not seeing each other no. in that way. Mm-mm. Maybe on occasion. I don't know. Possibly. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so I thought it'd be... Hi, <laughs> <laughs> mom. Love you. Um, <laughs> so I thought it'd be fun since we never had a proper date. Yeah. Um, I don't think we ever have. We never had a proper no. date. Yeah. It was just kind of like booty calls. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> the New York Times yeah. forever ago uh, did this thing called... 36 questions that lead to love. Yeah. All right. Um, this used to be a thing I would do with Tender Dates. Yeah, if anyone wants to steal this, <laughs> it's awkward and fun. Uh-huh. So I thought Connor and I would do a few questions now. Do me. To have a date. Ooh. To, <laughs> to have a date on the radio. So welcome to our date. <laughs> 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 
Okay, so Connor, mm-hmm. question number one. What is- Given the choice of anyone in the world, whom would you want as a dinner guest? As a dinner guest, alive or dead or alive? Whoever. Whoever? Andy Kaufman. Oh, nice. I would eat ice cream with Andy Kaufman. Oh, man. You know, that makes a lot of sense. I can see you too. He's why I started doing comedy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. He's the first person I was like, oh, my brain works like that. Have you watched Man on the Moon? A gajillion times. I actually just watched it for the first time. It's 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 cool. It was really powerful. And and you've seen the documentary? I have about... the one where they jerked off Jim Carrey for like two hours. Yeah, I saw that thing. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, we get it. You were good in a movie. Any <laughs> <laughs> coffin's still better. Wow, so the state's going great so far. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. First yeah. question, I just yell my opinions about Jim Carrey. Yeah. All right. Um, Super smooth. My answer to that same question, which was, uh, given the choice of anyone in the world, who would you want as a dinner guest? Uh, R.E.P., I always answer this question with Anthony Bourdain. That's a good one. Yeah, That's right? That's a fantastic one. You could dissect a meal with him. Yeah. You he's could just talk cool about, you know, world travels. Mm-hmm. And if he's young enough, you could do heroin with him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. Also, by the way, usually when you do this with another person, you take turns mm-hmm. asking the questions. Yeah. But since I'm hogging the computer, uh-huh. I'm just going to be asking. All right. And it's my shift. So. Yeah. Next yeah. question. First um thing. Actually, okay, I'm going to skip the second one. Cause it's, <laughs> all right. All right. Um, so before making a telephone call, mm-hmm. do you ever rehearse what you're going to say Never. and why? Because really? it's weird as fuck. <laughs> what if it's like a job interview or something? I, I crush it. I never prepare and I always do well. Really? I'm good at talking. See, okay, so Connor mentioned this earlier, but... I feel like I feel like my voice doesn't normally sound like this. Like I'm it kind does, of this is more normal a voice. This is more during the commercials. It's totally sex phone hotline, Kelsey. I'm here coming in, <laughs> super hot people. It's like '70s porny FM. You guys want to hear me lay it down hard? <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to do it, but I'm happens. Bring it in hot. Um, yeah, I, I practice sometimes for, like, job interviews and just, like, hey, Karen. Do you have your sexy hi. voice on during the interviews? <laughs> I try not to. You try <laughs> not to, but sometimes it just comes out. I just don't know. I just Sometimes it just comes just out. Just super like sexy. I have to. Um, <laughs> the show has been marked not safe for work already, <laughs> so I don't feel bad. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, we have, like, three more Ooh, sorry, I hope that clap wasn't bad. Um, ooh. Okay, so what would constitute a perfect day for you? A perfect day I sleep in. Really? Really, uh, I sleep in. I, when I, well, I wake up really early and eat breakfast and shower and get ready for the day, and then I take a nap. Um, okay, so you don't get that, like post-nap feeling of like sweaty grogginess no i wake up from naps like because i'm a night owl i'll, I'll go out from oh. if like i've lived life where it's like i'll wake up at like six or seven in the afternoon and then stay up until like five at night or five in the morning i can't do that oh my god mm-hmm. i hit like three the latest i can go is like 3 a.m and then i'm like all right i'm gonna go to bed Watch some ASMR videos. Yeah. <laughs> but wait, so that's the perfect uh, day? No, I, I <laughs> hang out with my friends. Um, 
go to the beach or the park, I get shit done. I like, I feel better when I either paint or draw or write with a friend. I feel like it's a productive day. Oh. I feel like I have to get stuff done. Nice. Uh, like I have to make stuff. Um, eat good food, hang out with my friends, and relax as much as I can. Maybe watch skateboarding videos oh. or rap videos or something. Yeah. So just like a regular day in the life was a perfect day for you. That's yeah, any day so I don't sweet. have to go to a job. Yeah, it's it, most of my days are pretty good. Oh, mm-hmm. damn. Yeah. Uh, my answer to that would probably be like if I could get my mom to fly out from Florida mm-hmm. and bake me biscuits and gravy for breakfast. You're listening, mom. Mom, this is, this is Kelsey <laughs> dropping hints hard. Come visit me. I miss you. Yeah. It's fine. Everything's fine. Um, <laughs> biscuits and gravy. That's a good. That's biscuits one of my and favorite gravy. breakfasts. Yeah. But like you wake up to like the smell of it. That's even better. Yeah. Um. So it's like your body. Like you Does know, naturally. Does she put the like sausage links in it? Is it just biscuits and well, gravy? Well, it has to be vegan. I'm okay. vegan. Yeah. Hello. Um. <laughs> does mom do vegan stuff as well? Mom does do vegan stuff. She accommodates. Ooh. Yeah. Very Ooh. sandy. Heavy mom. <laughs> if you're still. <laughs> if you're still. <laughs> mom heavy episode here. Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah, so biscuits and gravy for breakfast, and then catching like a matinee mm. movie. That's good. By myself. That's fantastic. Yeah. I like going to movies by myself. Going with people is atrocious. Yeah, I don't want to hear what you have to say. Yeah, I don't want you asking me what's going to happen next. Just yeah. watch it. Just After watch every it preview, unfold. you're like, yeah. that's going to be really good. And you're like, this is going to be really bad. You're like, come on, I know. I just let me watch the thing. Yeah. Until yeah. I get it. And then maybe after that, um,. Oh god! Either like my middle school self would say like go back home and like play The Sims for like a couple <laughs> yeah. of hours. Whoa! Whoa! Whoa. Um, but probably going to like an arcade mm-hmm. and playing some like Time Crisis Two, some pinball, and then going to go like see a show and like dinner with friends and going to bed like so tired that you just like conk out. Oh totally! Yeah, I think I guess at the end of my day is a show. I do perform somewhere in there. I could tell jokes and then go party afterwards. I do like the way you just talked about sleep. That's how I like to fall asleep. Yeah, right. Like, I like to be so tired that my body just falls asleep. I don't like laying there. Yeah, waiting for sleep to come is the worst thing ever. Um, All right, we have time for one more question. All right. Um, By the way, if you're just now tuning in, you are listening to Cool World on BFF.fm. I'm Kelsey Styles, and with me in the studio it's is me. Connor Marshall, Connor. San Francisco comedian. Uh-oh. Whoa! Ew. Um, and right now we're having our first date ever after ever. <laughs> meeting on Tinder and just have them flings. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, let's see. Ooh, good question. Do you have a secret hunch about how you will die? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> okay, right. like, it's not a hunch. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's not like ooh, I think someone's out there to hit me with their car or something. No, I think after a certain age, I'll be like, right. once I feel my brain start to go, I like how Hunter S. Thompson did it. I respect that. Okay, okay, mm. so it's not just like sadness. No, it's not okay. like sad boy. I hate the world. I mean, it'll probably be a lot of that, but yeah, <laughs> it'll mostly yeah. be like I did what I did. Okay, and okay. this is me controlling my life i'm a control freak that's so same but i've never picked that up from you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i like to run all the shit oh, interesting yeah yeah um for some reason i feel like i'm gonna go out in like a spontaneous like car accident 
or Are you bad at driving or something you're like I'm no never... no like i'll be like the passenger like mm. i'll just be in like that one like uber ride that goes like final bad. destination things yeah about yeah this? like okay yeah so final destination for sure or um you know i i hope this isn't like triggering for anybody but um i was at clusterfest and i noticed um I was, like, watching comedy, and then my, like, eyes kind of went up, and I, like, looked at the top of the Capitol, and, like, I saw some, like, shadowy figures, and, like, it hit me. I was like, oh, my God, like, what if, like, a shooting is going to happen? Gonna... Yeah, and I, like, informed security. Mm-hmm. If you see something, say something. Yeah. Turns out it's just SFPD, but no one the... knew that. Triggering is not the best word to use for <laughs> shootings, all right? <laughs> like, if next time... I was just trying to give a trigger warning <laughs> yeah. for anyone <laughs> Yeah, um, but all right, okay. I think we're gonna go back to some music now. But uh, thank you for listening to our first first date. date. (laughs) Yeah, what was that like? Fifteen minutes. Yeah, beautiful. That's all you need. Yeah, that's it. All right, um, Connor, do you wanna do you wanna give a recap real quick of what we just listened to? Um, We listened to Rod Stewart's uh, Young Turks. There was Bob Seger's Night Moves, um, The Clash's If Music Could Talk, and what was the other ones? Uh, Save It For Later by The English Beat, right. and Janitor by Suburban, Suburban Lawns. Oh yeah. Heck yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> We're going back to the music. Right. Uh, thank you for joining thank you. me on this Monday for Cool World on BFF.FM. Right there. <laughs> 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 I had a nice time in the house. I was walking in the back of the house. I was walking in the back of the house. I was walking in the back of the house. I was walking in the back of